Thanks for joining us for Open Bible Online today. Open Bible Baptist Church has been in South Jersey for over 60 years. We love this community and we want to be a help to you. In order to help us help you in the best way possible, would you do us a favor? Please fill out the digital connection card posted in this link. Here you could post prayer requests and also ask any questions you may have about Open Bible. If you'd like to give today, you could give online in less than two minutes. Visit openbiblenj.org for more information. Thanks again for joining us today. Now enjoy the service. All right, I need you to do me a favor. Not me a favor, actually, but Donald, Donald a favor. And just smile while he's up here. This is his first time, all right? And so I, I want to be an encouragement to him, and I want him to be able to do it again and uh, not be the first and last type deal, you know what I mean? Um, and I don't believe that's going to be the case at all, but uh, just because you're not going to give the mean faces, you're going to give the smiling faces, right? And just be an encouragement to them. And uh, Wednesday night is um, a great opportunity to be able to have an opportunity like this, like he's going to have tonight, to be able to open the Word of God. And he shared with, with me some things a little while back, and I said, well, I, uh, I want to see if be open to and, and uh, willing the Lord would allow you to speak if you would speak that uh, and be able to prepare. And so I'm so excited for him, excited to have his wife here with us tonight and family back there. I see you and wonderful. And uh, so we're looking forward to what God has placed on his heart. So it'll be an encouragement to you. I'm looking forward to what God is going to do with him. And so just uh, give him your undivided attention, if you would, and have your Bible ready. And we look forward to uh, just being an encouragement to him. Even as he's done tonight, I would encourage you to, to thank him. And to tell him he did a good job, all right, and that'll be a blessing to him, all right, brother Donald. Can everybody hear me okay? All right. Sometimes I talk and I can hear myself, so I think that everybody else can hear me. Um, but all right. So I just want to uh, take a little bit of time to uh, just talk to you about what it means to. Uh, uh, worship God in spirit and in truth. Um, if you could uh, turn your Bibles over to uh, John chapter 4. When you're there, say amen. The Bible reads it this way. Uh, we're looking at verses 23 and 24. And the Bible reads it this way, But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Uh, let's pray. Father, we thank you for the privilege and opportunity it is to be able to gather around your word. I pray that we would never get over it. I pray that we would uh, never get over the uh, just what we have with the word of God, that we're able to handle the precious word of God and be able to turn the pages. And I pray, Father, now that you would guide me by your spirit and uh, that you would give uh, everyone here what they're looking for, because only you know uh, what they need, not me. Father, we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, so you cannot, you cannot separate 
uh, God's Spirit from God's truth. Um, they pretty much go together. Where you find God's truth, you will find God's Spirit, and where God's Spirit revi- uh, resides, uh, God's truth will be there. Um, and uh, I just want to look at a couple things of what that looks like. Um, and if we're to worship God in spirit and in truth, uh, the very first thing that we must do is uh, we must be yielded to the Holy Spirit. There must be, uh, His Holy Spirit must be present in us for us to even be able to worship Him at all. Um, because before we can worship God in our spirit, the Holy Spirit has to be there to produce true worship. Um, if you could turn your Bibles over to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And we're going to look at verses uh, 11 and 12. When you're there, say amen. Amen. The Bible reads it this way. For what man knoweth for what man knoweth the things of a man save the spirit of a man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Um, the only reason why we can be drawn to God is by His Holy Spirit. The only reason why we can even understand His Word or anything about Him is because of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Without it, we can't. Without it, we're going to be drawn to darkness. Uh, That's why the Bible says men love darkness rather than light. Um, The knowledge of God is unattainable by any human wisdom or or investigation. And only the Holy Spirit can tell us about God and His wisdom. So the only way that we can worship God the way he, he should be worshipped is that the Holy Spirit has to reside in us. And, uh, and if we're going to worship God in spirit and in truth, um, not only do we need to be yielded to the Holy Spirit, but our thoughts must be centered on God. Um, all we think about must be, must be God and His Word. Um, if you could turn your Bibles over to uh, Romans chapter 12. When you're there, say amen. And uh, we're going to look at verse number two. I'm sure all you know this already. Um, It's a good reminder. Um, But the Bible reads it this way, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good an acceptable and perfect will of God. Um, so our thoughts need to be centered on God, and the only way that happens is by being in His Word. Um, that This is our foundation. It's our source. It's how we know right from wrong. It's, it's how we know the mind of Christ. Um, and it's, it's what we utilize to test all things. Everything that happens to us, everything that comes into our life, we hold this up to it, and that's how we know. The Second uh, Timothy 3.16 says, um, All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, 
profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, instruction, and righteousness. So we can use the Word of God for everything because it's alive and it's living. It's sharper than a, a, a double-edged sword. Um, so if we're going to worship God in spirit and in truth, one, the Spirit has to be present, and two, our thoughts must be centered on God, and the only way that happens is by His Word. Um, because worship is the overflow of a mind renewed by God's truth, and that just comes from being in His Word and just allowing it to, uh, to uh, dwell in us and to allow the Spirit to continually conform us to the image of Christ. When we face things in life, our first questions shouldn't be, how do I feel or what do I do? Rather, it should be, what is, what is true here and what does the Word of God say? Because that's ultimately um, our foundation. And if we're going to worship God in spirit and in truth, um, not only do, uh, does the Holy Spirit have to reside and uh, our thoughts need to be centered on God, but we have to have an undivided heart um, because without a united heart, worship is completely impossible. It, it's impossible to worship God if we're not completely sold out to, to his word. Um, uh, if you could turn over with me to um, Psalm 86. Say amen when you're there. And we're going to be looking at verse 11. And the Bible reads it this way. Teach me thy way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. If we're going to have an undivided heart, we have to be willing to ask God and to allow his word to, uh, to mold and shape us. Uh, in this particular verse, David indicated that a, unite, a united heart could not happen in his own self-effort. We can't do anything in our own self-effort. It all comes by the guidance of, of the Spirit and, and His truth. Um, but instead, he asked God to unite his heart as he was taught and as he walked in the truth. Um, A.W. Tozer said it this way, Worship is no longer worship when it reflects the culture around us more than the Christ within us, if we resemble the world more than what's in this book, then I would have to ask you to, as, as, uh, as Christians, to evaluate yourself. The Bible tells us to uh, study to show thyself approved. And so... Uh, um, I would say if we look more like the world than, the, than the, uh, what the Word of God says, then I would say that we're not worshiping God at all. Um, and uh, I, would, I would plead with you to evaluate your life, but only God knows your heart. Um, we could say it this way, that we're surrendered uh, to Christ and His Word. We're saturated by the Word of God. And then what that produces is us to just be completely sold out when we let the Word of God just take residence in us, uh, it allows the Holy Spirit to work abundantly through us. And, um, and so, so if we're going to worship God in spirit and in truth, the Spirit must be present. Our thoughts must be centered on God. And we must have an undivided heart. 
But then also the fourth thing we want to look at is uh, also we must be repentant of our sin. Um, our sin must be dealt with. No one can enter into communion with an utterly holy God if that person's sin is not dealt with. If you could turn your Bibles over to Psalm 15. Say amen when you're there. And we're going to look at verses 1 and 2. The Bible reads it this way. Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaketh the truth in his heart. David uh, had in his mind here that a life that lives in the presence of God who walks in close fellowship with God because the heart and mind and life are in step with the heart and mind and life of God. The only way that we're going to uh, be able to worship God in truth and, and really understand what sin looks like is it comes with having a right view of God and who He is, having a right view of ourselves, and then um, having a right view of how sin is viewed. And, uh, and walking closely with him because even as, even as believers, we're going to sin because we're sinners by nature. Um, but we need to be, um, we need to keep a short sinless with God um, and continually when we do sin, come to him and, and, and ask for forgiveness and repent of it and turn away from it. Because otherwise it's going to hinder us, uh, it's going to hinder our walk and our fellowship. And not only that, but I believe we grieve the Holy Spirit when we do that. And I, and I often wonder, uh, because this, is, uh, this has been challenging and encouraging to me at the same time, and I wonder if as Christians we actually grieve the Holy Spirit more than we think. And, um, and so we have to really be in tune with, with the Spirit. Um, and, uh, and David understood here that an upright and righteous life is known by the way someone speaks. Um, if you think about most people, a good analogy would be sports. Um, most people, when they're diehard fans of something, they're going to talk about it and talk about it and talk about it and be passionate about it. Um, in Matthew 12, verse 34, it says, O generation of vipers, how can ye, being evil, speak good things? For out of the, out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. So what we talk about is pretty much what we fill ourselves with. Um, and so I, I just, I pray that, uh, that as Christians, we evaluate ourselves and, and really see how we're living. Um, if we're going to worship God in spirit and in truth. Um, and right here, if, I believe that if we're, if we're prayerfully uh, being in prayer and, oh, and striving to be obedient unto his word, um, I believe that, uh, as, uh, uh, I believe God honors obedience and he sees our desires and our motives and he knows where they come from. And I believe that, that this is the verse that kind of brings it all together. And I, and I say that because I've been experiencing this in my own life. And, and I'm thankful for the privilege and opportunity that God has given me to share it with, with you all. Uh, if you could flip your Bibles over to Colossians. And we're going to look at, um, say amen when you're there. Um, we're going to look at verse 16. And the Bible reads it this way. 
Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. I believe that if we're really prayerfully um, trying to, uh, we're, we're prayerfully uh, doing these things, I believe that, and we're being, uh, we're striving to be obedient unto God's word, I believe that this is, this is where it all comes together. It's, it's the perfect blend of emotion regulated by understanding, enthusiasm directed by the word of God. Um, this is it. Um, the, the spirit will give you just songs in your heart and you'll just start breaking out and just singing them. And thankfully, the Bible says you don't have to be good at singing. You just have to make a joyful noise because I'm not good at singing. Um, uh, A.W. Tozer said it this way. We are saved to worship God. All that Christ has done in the past and all that he is doing now leads to this one end. So the only reason why we're saved is to rightly be able to worship God the way that he ought to be. And, uh, and, um, and so, yeah, so his spirit and his truth go together. And if we truly want to be worshipers of spirit and in truth, then we need to abide in this book. Um, because without this, you're not worshiping God. You, somebody can't say, oh, I'm, in, I'm empowered by the spirit, but yet they, they neglect the word of God because they go hand in hand because without the word of God, the Spirit has no power. Um, and, uh, and the only reason why we can thirst after righteousness and, and the things of God and be drawn to God is because of His Spirit. The only reason why all you are here right now is because of the power of the Holy Spirit and His Word. And, uh, and so, my, uh, I guess what I would leave you with to challenge you is, is are you worshiping God in spirit and in truth? And uh, do our lives... It, are, Worship starts with the individual, and it should be from the time we wake up to the time we go to bed. We, our, our life is a, is, a, is a whole worship of God, and, um, and if you're not worshiping God in spirit and in truth, what are you worshiping? Because you're worshiping something. And, uh, and I just want to share uh, a hymn that... Uh, that's really been challenging. Uh, it's been an encouragement to me. And God's really been using it to stir my heart. And uh, it's actually in page 207 in the hymn book right in front of you guys, if you guys want to open to it um, to follow along. Um, I'm not going to sing it for you, but I'm just going to read the lyrics because I believe that these, this song is is saturated in the living word of God and it's alive and I believe that just reading it uh, can uh, move somebody uh, because of its foundation. And I believe that this hymn is exactly that. It's the basis of the Christian life and the psalm was taken from 1 Peter 1.16 that says, because it is written, be holy for I am holy. And uh, it's called Take Time to Be Holy. And it goes like this. Um, Take time to be holy. Speak oft with thy Lord. Are you talking to him? Abide in him always and feed on his word. Are you abiding in him? Are you feeding on his word? Make friends of God's children. Help those who are weak. Forgetting in nothing his blessing to seek. Take time to be holy. 
the world rushes on. Spend much time in secret with Jesus alone. By looking to Jesus like him thou shalt be, thy friends in thy conduct his likeness shall see. Take time to be holy. Let him be thy guide. And run not before him, whatever betide. In joy and in sorrow, still follow thy Lord. And looking to Jesus, still trust in his word. Take time to be holy. Be calm in thy soul. Each thought and each motive beneath his control. Thus led by his spirit to fountains of love, thou soon shall be fitted for service above. Uh, and I guess I'll just, uh, I'll close out in prayer. Heavenly Father, uh, just thank you for the privilege and opportunity to be able to share what you've been doing in my life. I pray that you would use it uh, to touch the hearts and lives of those that have heard it. I have nothing to say, Father. It's all you. Your word is alive and living. My words are empty. Only you know uh, what everyone needs. So I pray that uh, they got something from it and that you would use it to challenge, stir the hearts, and draw them closer to you. Father, we love you and we thank you for your wonderful, precious word. And we pray that we would never get over the fact that we have a living copy of the word of God and we're able to turn those pages. Father, we love you and we thank you and we pray and we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Give him a hand. That's great. Good deal. Appreciate his spirit and appreciate uh, what gave to us tonight, uh, the delivery and the deliverer, okay, and the, the messenger and the message. All right, wonderful. And I hope you have a great rest of the week and, and enjoy um, the next couple days, and then we'll look forward to seeing you on Sunday. I would ask you and encourage you to uh, encourage Donald tonight as well as, would you do this, would you take some um, candlelight Christmas Eve cards and even some tracks, some invite cards that have the gospel on them, and so those are located in the back and the tables that you'll walk right by. And that'll be great if you just grab as many as you want to, take as many as you like, and start passing those out. You know, I have found that around this time of year, there's more people receptive to taking something uh, like that. And they want to be invited. Invited some folks this afternoon at lunch uh, to a candlelight Eve Christmas service. They said, well, we only come out once a year. I said, well, that's all right. You could be a CEO. It's no problem. You know what those are, right? Christmas, Easter onlys. Um, but okay. So, uh, but that's, a, that's it's quite all right. They come here and they get saved. It'd be worth it. And uh, we hope that's the case. All right. Thank Donald and appreciate you speaking and thank you for your spirit and what you, what you had to say tonight from the Word of God. Wonderful. Great job. All right. God bless you. Thanks again for watching us online today. If you haven't done so already, please fill out a digital connection card so we know how to better serve you this week. For encouragement throughout your week, you can listen to past sermons by searching Open Bible Baptist Church on the Apple Podcast or Google Play Store. If you'd like to give today, you could give online at openbiblenj.org. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you on the next broadcast.